I welcome you to Central Moments. Boy, I'm getting personally tired of the loud voices, the strident opinions, people's passions that are just on the edge of explosive anger and people so polarized right now. You know, as followers of Jesus, we've got to be very, very careful. In fact, Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount warned us not just to listen to words and uh, not just to judge with our prejudices, but to actually be discerning and to look for fruit and to look for results, to look for not what people say, but what people do. Now, we get a great lesson as we continue our study in Joshua in this. They have now de uh, defeated Jericho and Ai. They're, make, they're pressing in west from the Jordan River into the Promised Land. And uh, they're a coalition of kings, one of them the king of Jerusalem. This is a long time before David ever conquers Jerusalem. It belongs to the Canaanites and four other kings. They, they decide, we've got to do something to resist this incursion. However, Gibeon, which was about five miles northwest of Jerusalem, was right in the heart of where Israel was headed. Uh, they, they, they thought, you know what? Uh, we, we don't want to fight the Israelites. We, we'd rather trick them. We'd rather deceive them, as so many people get deceived so easily today. So verse 3, uh, when the people of Gibeon heard what Joshua had done to Jericho and I, they resorted to a ruse. R-U-S-E in English, they decided to deceive them. And they, here's how they did it. They went out as a delegation whose donkeys were lo loaded with worn-out sacks. I mean, they had this plan down to the detail. And old wineskins, cracked and mended. And they put worn and patched sandals on their feet. And they wore old clothes. And all the bread of their food supply was dry and moldy. Why that? Because they were, even though they lived right in the heart of that region, they were trying to make it look like they'd come from a long way away. And when they went to Joshua in the camp of Gilgal and said to him and the Israelites, we have come from a distant country. Make a treaty with us. The Israelites said to the Hivites, but perhaps you live near us, so how can we make a treaty with you? Well, we are your servants, they said to Joshua. And uh, as a result, there's going to be a major deception that begins to take place here. In Deuteronomy 20, verses 10 to 15, God's very specific. You, you don't make treaties with nations near you because if you live at peace with neighbors who do the kind of things neighbors do in terms of idolatry and evil, then they will affect you more than you affect them only make treaties with countries far away. And so they, here Gibeon thinks they can get a peace treaty with Israel that will somehow protect them as Israel makes this incursion. And we'll do it by deceiving them. We'll make it look like we came from a long way away. That's why in Matthew 7, 15, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus does say, watch out for false prophets. Watch out. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. This is how the Gibeonites came to Israel. And he says, watch out. It's interesting how many times in the New Testament it says, watch and pray. And I think that watchfulness means not only being aware of what we need to pray for, but there's a kind of spiritual discernment. We need to rely on the Lord. We've got to find that, that balance between being gullible on one side and cynical on the other. 
But there's just this godly discernment that takes us down the middle where we just don't, I mean, I don't care who they are. I mean, I want to see, I want to see what they do, not just what they say. I, 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 you know, we're just wisely discerning. And in 2 Corinthians 11, Paul warns the Corinthians, such people are false prophets, deceitful workers, masquerading as apostles of Christ. Paul was dealing with this himself. And no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. So it's not surprising then if his servants also masquerade as servants of righteousness. Their end will be what their actions deserve. So Father, we pray for wisdom where voices are so strident and opinions so polarized and everybody's attacking everybody. We don't know who to listen to and who to follow. We pray you will give us godly, steady wisdom and discerning. Help us insist to insist that we see the fruit uh, and, and, and the works and not just believe words. There's words everywhere. But we pray, God, that you will give us godly discernment. We pray you help us to hold people to, to the results of what they believe and how it affects their lives. And we pray that in the end we will just follow closer to your heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 